0: This is another shot. Merry early Christmas to everyone. I'll take the cheers. I I like that. I like the cheers. Well, it's great to uh, be together today to celebrate Christmas a little bit early. I mean, really, I think a lot of us, once Thanksgiving ends, we're already in celebration mode for Christmas. Can I get an amen to that? And really one of the reasons why we wanted to do our Christmas celebration early was to get everybody going early for Christmas. You know, get out and get your presents early. You know, get on top of things. Don't wait until the last minute and procrastinate because it's just not good to procrastinate, right? That's not really the reason why we decided to do it early, but uh, maybe that will prompt some early thoughts about Christmas. Um, But this happens to be one of my favorite holidays, Uh, Can I get an amen to that? I think a lot of us uh, uh, enjoy the holiday season. I mean, there's so much to enjoy about Christmas, Christmas trees, Christmas lights, many of these things I'll be talking about today. Uh, But I do think one of the reasons why I appreciate it so much is because of my mom. Uh, My mom was somebody who always made Christmas, and really all of our holidays, but Christmas especially special. Special. I mean, she just went all out and decorating and making sure we had the presents were all set and that the day was just a great day of celebrating and feasting and enjoying one another's company. I mean, she really made it special. And for me, that's one of the reasons why I love Christmas so much. And I'm actually going to talk a little bit about my mom uh, a little bit later in today's message. But today we're actually going to talk less about the narrative or the birth story and more about what Jesus coming to the world actually means. Because I think that's an important part of this whole thing, right? It's not just about the birth, it's really about what does that mean? And what does that mean for us? And not only what does that mean for us, but what, do we, what should we do in response to that? Can I get an amen to that? So I have two main points today, and as you can see, my message is entitled, Enter the Word. Enter the Word. The word, Which has a double meaning, I'll get to that in just a second. But two points today for you to walk away with. One is to see the light, see the light of Jesus, and the second is enter the Word. So you can turn with me over to John chapter 1. We're going to look in verse 1, we're going to read verses 1 through 5, and then we'll actually skip down to verse 14 in just a minute, and we will read a little bit further in John 1. So John's gospel doesn't actually record anything about the birth story. But John has a lot to say about what Jesus coming to the world actually means. So in John 1, it begins, verse 1, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing Was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. I think when we read this passage often the first time, and maybe even now, it's a bit perplexing because he's saying this stuff, John is saying this stuff about the Word, and the Word did this, and the Word did that, and it's like, what is the Word? Well, we know that the word is Jesus. And so you can really replace Jesus' name, or the word, with Jesus' name as you read this passage. And we'll we'll get to that in just a second. But why did John do that? I mean, why why did John communicate that in this particular way? Remember, John is writing a letter, and he's writing a letter to an audience. And he really had two types of people in this audience. He was really bringing two cultures together. So we had a Greek audience. And to the Greeks, specifically Greek philosophers, they looked at life and they saw the order of life. They saw that things really held together and worked in a certain way. It wasn't just random. It wasn't just anarchy. You know, we're not just flying off the planet. They saw that there was, there was order to the world. There was order in the universe. And they called that order, what held, that to, what held things together, the reason. And they referred to that as the word. So as John is realizing that, he's saying, no, no, it's not just that something is holding the world together. It's not just the reason. It's not just the word. It's Jesus. So he really put a name and a face on what Greek philosophers were observing. But he also was writing to a Jewish audience. And to the Jewish audience, they saw the word of God as being active and as being powerful. It wasn't just sounds that came from God's mouth. It actually did things. And you go back to Genesis 1, when God spoke, things happened. Things were created. There's power in his words. And so John, in realizing that, he says, you know, the word isn't just this action or this power thing. We've actually seen it now. It's Jesus Christ. And so, John, again, in realizing that, he brings these cultures together and he brings these ideas together and he says, The Word is Jesus. And then he continues on. He says, Jesus was there in the beginning, in the beginning of it all. Jesus was there. He was with God, and Jesus is God. Through Jesus, all things were made. All, everything that we see, everything that we understand, you and me, through Jesus, we, it was all made. It was all made. And that's what John is communicating. And he says, in Jesus is life. Not just physical life, but life, true spiritual life, life from God. That's in Jesus. And that life is the light of all mankind. It lights, Jesus lights us up. He helps us understand and see God. He helps us understand the path to God. And he helps us understand who we are. That's the light of the world. That's Jesus. And, and, and again, he reveals to us the truth about ourselves, the truth about life, the truth about God. And he gives all of us the life that only God can give. You know, I love Christmas lights. Do I have some other Christmas lights lovers in the room? I mean, we have some Christmas lights in here, right? You have, we have probably a lot of Christmas tree lights in our houses. Did, did you know this? I just realized this, found this out recently, that back in the day, Christmas lights were actually candles on lights. Did you know that? that that's a really bad idea. How, how did that come into being? I mean, I've seen some pretty dried out Christmas trees. If those things were lit up, man, it would be over. But anyway, there's lots of other lights that we see around town. I mean, my family loves driving around town in our neighborhood and observing Christmas lights. And we have some cool, set, cool houses uh, right in our neighborhood. There's an Olaf and um, an Elsa all lit up. And, of course, Evelyn loves that. But there's a debate in my house. Yeah, there's a debate in my house going on. And it's... Which lights are preferable to have on the house? Which type of lights? Okay, so one person in my house prefers the, you know, like the icicle lights or the lights that go around, you know, that you just put around the outside. And that's cool. I'm not knocking that by any means. But there's this new phenomenon that I'm really into. I think it's pretty cool. And these lights are the lights that, they move around on the house, you know, and they're green and they're different red colors and... (laughs) a strong reaction to that. You know, when I said that Jesus was the light of the world, there wasn't a very strong reaction to that, but we do have some opinions about lights on the house. I'm calling you out for that. Yeah, yep. Christmas, man. Christmas lights, don't bring it up in church. Anyway, but, 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 here's the good news, though. I found some, I came across a house. This is an actual house that is now going to settle the debate in my house. And I want you to come by my house next year because this is what we're gonna do with my house next year. And again, this is gonna settle the debate. So I I just want you to experience this with me now. You don't know the power of the dark side. We go. Debate ended. That's what we're doing. Honestly, I have I have no idea how you would even start to create something like that. It um, would, would certainly cost a lot of money beyond my talents. So anyway, probably not going to happen, but I just I thought that was pretty amazing and very timely with, of course, the star, new Star Wars movie coming out. Um, but a very impressive light show, right? And I love the beginning of it because You can't see the house at all. I mean, you have no idea what's there. And then all of a sudden the lights come on, and you can see the outline of the house, and it's all coordinated and everything. And I mean it just it just lights up the whole house and it brings it to life. Right? I mean, you can see it, and you can tell exactly the details of the house and everything about the house. And that's exactly who Jesus is. In the sense that when he comes into when he came into the world, he showed us who God really is. I mean, we, we, we really didn't have a, a great understanding of who God was. And then Jesus came, and when we could just see it. We could see it in the flesh. But the reality is that Jesus also lights us up like that. I mean, he helps us to see the truth about ourselves. And he helps us to see who we truly are, and he lights up the path to God. But as I think about our story in our lives, you know, many of us are familiar with Jesus. Okay, and if you weren't coming in today, you've at least heard his name at this point. But many of us are familiar with Jesus. We have a familiarity with the narrative, we might know some things about the actual birth, but few of us, few of us in the room have actually seen the light. Of Christ. And so what I want to challenge and encourage all of us to do this Christmas season, starting now, is to seek to see the light of Christ. Really seek that out in your life. Try to figure out who Jesus really is. And as you look around, as you see the Christmas lights, let that be a reminder to you of who Jesus truly is. And really practically speaking, if you've never read a gospel, I encourage you to read one. Read through a gospel. Read through Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. I encourage you, if you haven't, read through Mark. It's the shortest of the four gospels. It's just 16 chapters. In the gospels, what they do is they teach you about Jesus. And you th- see through the gospels how he truly was and is the light the light of mankind. How he is the life of mankind as well. And I'm excited for this year for us as a congregation. We're going to read through the entire Bible in one year. And that, that's, a, that's a, a great endeavor. And so by the end of the year, we're going to read through all four of the Gospels. That, those books are gold. Those books are amazing. They are a gift. They, in fact, they're actually better than gold. They're actually better than a new Xbox, better than new earrings, better than a new Keurig even. I mean, these things are gold because we get to see the life of Christ, and we can seek out the light of Christ through those Gospels. But the reality is, in order to see the light, you, we must realize that the birth of Jesus is this. God entering the world. The Word, a.k.a. Jesus, has entered. So let's continue to read in John. We're going to actually skip down to verse 14. It's just one short passage, but a continuation with this idea of Jesus and who he is and what he's done. In verse 14 it says, The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father full of grace and truth. So we have a simple, pretty simple verse here, right? But it describes one of the two greatest miracles that have ever occurred in the history of mankind, in the history of the universe. That miracle, what this is saying, is that Jesus, a.k.a. God himself, the God of the universe, the creator of it all, the creator of us all, decided to step into creation. He decided to take a giant leap. I mean, a giant step of stepping into what he had created. I mean, he didn't have to do that, right? I mean, he's God. He created it all. Why step in? But he stepped in because he needed to, because we needed saving. And that moment, that, that, that amazing miracle begins at the birth of of Jesus, and this is, this is why we celebrate Christmas because God is stepping into human history. That, that's a miracle. I mean, that, that is amazing. That is beyond my understanding and comprehension. And if we're not careful, we can go through our lives, we can go through this season and completely miss the miracle and think, of, think it's about a lot of other things. But this. Miraculous event, as I said, started at the birth, continued throughout the life of Jesus. And the reality is that God not only just stepped in, but He made His dwelling among us. He became one of us, He stepped into our world. And John begins his letter this way to give us the background that sets the stage for the rest of his letter, which is his experience with Jesus, the Son. And so, in a very specific way, Jesus stepped into the life of John, Paul, many others, and he wants to step into our lives as well. Has anybody ever stepped into your life in a very special way, in a very unique way? Um, I think of a lot of people in this room. I mean, a lot of people in this room have stepped into my life in different ways, um, one of the people that's not in the room uh, that stepped into my life in a very special way uh, was my mom. And, I, I mean, really, I, ste- I feel like I kind of stepped into her life first and really disrupted things as an infant. But um, as time went on, she really stepped into my life. I mean, she took care of all four of us kids. So I have, I have three siblings, uh, my sister Michelle, uh, my sister Jenny, and my brother Jeremy. Um, and she just took great care of all of us. She was so interested in our lives. She wanted to see us do well and she wanted to raise us the right way. She wanted to teach us things that we needed to learn about life. And she wanted to be there with us through our difficult experiences. And I remember a, a specific time when I was in middle school. Um, my mom was going off to uh, my sister's track meet. This was in the afternoon, my dad was sleeping. Uh, Because he worked third shift, and I had a friend of mine over, and we were hanging out. And for some reason, I just was interested in fire at the time. And it's this—it was the spring, and it was really dry out. And I just said to my friend, "Let's go up into the woods, yeah, the woods behind my house." And I was like, "We'll just take some gasoline and some matches, and we'll just—I don't know—kind of experiment." And he was like, no, 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 that's definitely not a good idea. I was like, no, come on, let's, let's just go up there. And it was interesting because he was more of a troublemaker than I was. But anyway, so we go up into the woods and I create this circle. It's a small circle of gasoline, you know, just kind of like you see in the movies and cartoons, not a bad idea at first. And so we uh, light a match to it and it's burning. And then the circle begins to expand. And then... It starts going off in multiple directions. And so we're like, okay, this is cool for a while. Let's try to stomp this thing out now. And so we're stomping it out. We're trying to stomp it out. And it's just all over the place. And so I'm like, all right, I'll go get a bucket of water. So I-, I was like, stay here, watch the fire. I'll be right back. I- let me go get some water. So I ran down. I got a bucket of water. And I come back up. And I mean, it's everywhere now. And so I get this bucket of water, and I'm trying to throw it on different spots. And I was like, okay, you go down now. And so I'm stopping. And now, I mean, it's out of control, completely out of control. And just beyond the woods, at the very edge, there was this this huge section of tall, dead brush. And it just was creeping, making its way over there. It knew exactly where it wanted to go. And all of a sudden, the brush goes up in flames. I mean, it's just, it looked like a huge bonfire. And so I run to my neighbor's house, and I knock on their door. Of course, nobody's home. I'm like, I'm not going to get my dad, because he's asleep, and that wouldn't be good. And so I didn't know what to do. Meanwhile, a woman who had been living right next door saw the whole thing happen. She's like, oh, don't worry. I called the fire department already. And I was like, great, okay. So, and I'm talking to my friend, and I'm like, just go home, because I don't want you to get in trouble. It was really my idea, and like I said, he was more of a troublemaker than I was. So I'll just hold it down right here. So the fire department shows up, then the ambulance shows up, and they take me away in the ambulance. They put an oxygen mask on me. I had second-degree burns on my legs from trying to stomp out the fire. Yeah, it just wasn't a good idea. Um, and, And so... We get in the ambulance, and I was like, my mom's away at a track me. You know, please don't call her. My dad, um, don't wake him up. And, um, but, you know, of course they did. <clears throat> and so everything was fine. I get home, and my mom gets home. And I remember talking to her about the decision-making process and how stupid it was. And she, she didn't condemn me. She didn't come down on me very hard until the police officer showed up. And then he had to talk me through everything and was like, you know, this is, you know, what you did was illegal and that kind of thing, which was obvious. Um, but then he, he gave, a, gave me my punishment and, and left the house. And I remember my mom just being a very calm presence during that time. And, again, she didn't just disconnect and say, you know, go and figure it out on your own. And she also wasn't, like, really coming down on me hard, like, you, you know, that was really stupid. She just stepped into my world and help me to learn from that experience. And she said over and over, you're going to look back on this and you'll learn X, Y, and Z lesson from it. I want to help you to understand what you did. But I so appreciate her willingness to bear with me through that and to step into my world. But the reality is is that with each other, we can really only go so far. With each other. and I think we should, right? We should be in each other's lives. We should be in each other's worlds. But the reality is that God stepped into our world through Jesus Christ in a way that no one could ever possibly imagine or do. And we needed that. I mean, we need that. We need Jesus in our lives, To save us, to help us to understand God, to bring us back to God, to give us life, to be the light. God took the greatest step that has ever been taken. By stepping into creation. By stepping into human history. And I think what vulnerability, you know, what a risk. What a step he took. But I think it's important that we don't miss that event. Don't miss that experience of God and Jesus stepping into the world don't miss the event by thinking that this season is really all about Amazon Prime and Christmas decorations. I mean, those things are great things, right? But it really is about an incredible event and the greatest story ever told. So I want us to ask ourselves today, the Word has entered the world, but have you entered the Word? Have you entered the life of Jesus now that he has entered our world and so I want what I want to encourage all of us to do is to step into the world of Christ Jesus our Lord the Son of God this season and of course it's a risk but there are great rewards that John talks about in his letter life and light life and light in our lives by stepping into the world of Christ and so how do we do this how do we enter the word Well, specifically, and this is teaching from Jesus, we make it our aim to live out his teachings in our life. John 8, 31 and 32 says this, If you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And as I mentioned in my last point, you know, let's get into the Gospels. But the reality is that if we're going to step into the world of Christ, if we're going to enter the word, we can't just read the story. We can't just read about Jesus and have an understanding of Jesus. We must make it our aim to live out the teachings of Jesus. We must make it our aim to have Jesus' teaching affect our lives. That's how we enter the word. And that will set us free. That is life. That is light. But we must enter it. So let's celebrate this season and see the true light this year the true light that is Jesus. Let's enter the word and commit to holding to the teachings of Jesus since the word has entered the world. Let's be, truly be with Jesus now and always and watch the world truly light up with life from him. And so what we're going to do at this point is we're going to take communion together. So you can take out your communion cups. Uh, This is a, a, a time... The communion time is an opportunity to reflect on what the death of Jesus means. And I want to just focus our thoughts right before, and and, and we'll pray together, that piggybacks on, on some of the things that I just mentioned, is that when we think about his death and we think about the crucifixion of Jesus, we need to think about what his death has truly enabled us to do. And what his death has enabled us to do, for those of us who decide to follow Jesus, is to truly enter his life. We can truly enter life with the Father through the death of the Son. So let's pray for the fruit of the vine and the bread. Heavenly Father, God, you perform so many miracles and they're all around us. And God, as we reflect on the great miracle of Jesus coming to the world to save us, help us to remember his death that gives us the opportunity to die to our old lives, to our old way of living and enter the new life, that is found only through his blood, which is represented by the juice that that we're about to take, and the bread that represents his body, God, that was broken for us sinners who deserve nothing from you, but who have been given everything through him. Thank you for this time. Please bless us. We love you, and again, we thank you. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen.